Listen up. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the podcast participants and not to any participant's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Don't you roll your you eyes. Know. For fun. How dare you. So lighten up and enjoy. All right. Are you enjoying? Stomping Jen, are you enjoying? I always enjoy it. Good. Well, welcome everybody. Episode 70 fucking seven. Can you believe it? Nope. How about that? 77 episodes. Whoever imagined. Not me. Not me. I didn't think we'd get to 10, I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But here we are, sitting yep. at 77, and we have two very special guests this evening. Who are they stomping, Jen? We'll find out after the We'll thing. find out after the intro. After the thing. I will tell you, I will give you a tease. They are Josh <laughs> and Jason, and they will tell you more about themselves. <laughs> they have a lot to say. We have a lot to say, too, though. <clears throat> This is going to be fun. All right. Make it so. Engage. The Soft Serve Podcast. Creamy, delicious ideas without the creepy truck. Okay, boys. No reason to be afraid. There's no creepy truck here. Just me, your host, Sawtooth Frank, and the co-host, Stomping Jen. And the boys we refer to, Stomping Jen. Yes. We have boys we have here. boys. I believe we didn't do you a gen- non-gender. No, we didn't do a we didn't, ge- we didn't do a pronoun check-in. I, no I do idea. that. I do do that. Are boys okay? He, him, gents. I, I, I'm cool with with his royal highness or okay. um, you know any anything along those lines. Um, and barring that, he, him is fine. Okay, thank you. Um, and that was our guest Jason and yes. Josh. Uh, um, yes, he, him is okay. also Okay, thank you. For me. Good. I have to just interrupt for two seconds. Yes, please, go ahead. Josh, can you show us off your mug one more time? Oh, what was his mug? Let's see. Interesting. It's a oh, Lee mug. I like it. He has now, the, the best mugs. Stomping Jen. Yes. Normally, we don't get to see our guests. So this is very exciting for it us. Well, that's exciting. because we are... Um, violating the six foot distance and we're right there in your living room That's yes right. yep. they are here we are not adhering to social distancing protocols no. we not are at all i'm i'm rifling through your cabinets and going through all your your unmentionables right now <laughs> i'm now, just sitting in the middle of the desk now that that person was josh the one who's sitting in the middle of the desk and he's inching closer to me oh god i'm, li- I'm liking where this is going now Stomping Jen, you yes. did not remark on my Picard impression that I started off with. <laughs> no. Did you like it? Uh, sure. Okay, thank you. Josh, Jason, any thoughts about my Picard impression? Honestly, I, I did not catch it. <laughs> okay, well, I'll do it again. 
Is everybody ready? Wait, Jason had a thought. Oh, go I ahead. Ready. Please. No, go. no, I was I was I want to hear it again before I before I weigh in. Now, what did I say, Stomping Jen? Engage and make it so. Oh, right. I said. <laughs> it wasn't very exciting. I said, engage, make it so. And I pointed. You sound nothing. <laughs> nothing. How dare you? <laughs> like JL. <laughs> oh, JL. JL. See, we're watching um, Picard, the the show on CBS All Access. We just finished it. And have you seen this? My, oh, I have not seen it yet. My oldest is a huge Star Trek nerd. Um, my 13 year old um, and I say that with all the love in the world um, because I am a huge nerd myself um, yes. but our nerding isn't matching up right now mm. um, because he's all about the original Star Trek series mm-hmm. and I, I definitely am more of the next gen mm-hmm. um, you know I, I think you got when you got Will Riker uh, as like the number one you're you can't go wrong so <laughs> now uh, Riker appears in the Picard show, the series, and he has some great moments. He's fantastic. He's actually my favorite part of it. Riker? Yeah. I won't say any more than that. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, um, gentlemen, for joining us. This is very exciting for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you for having us. We really appreciate you you taking some time out. Um, So I think... What we've been kind of starting off the show with, and I think it's important. I just want to say, um, we're we're we don't want to introduce who they are. No, no. I'm talking about the COVID nineteen. Um, just general thanks I want to give to all of the folks out there um, who are. Yeah, how do we say this, Stomping Jen? The on the workers, on, the on the front lines, the essential workers, our healthcare workers, our first responders look at my paper here um our supply chain people mm-hmm. people in the grocery stores the pharmacies all of the small business people who are contributing to communities mm-hmm. in various ways mm-hmm. thank you you're keeping society going and we appreciate you mm-hmm. all the can teachers we, can we get a shout out for personal care attendants yes the mm-hmm. PCAs? Yep. yeah because they're they're out there doing amazing work for people with disabilities right now absolutely mm-hmm. and- it's true Yep, and on episode 75, I believe it was, Stomping Jen, we talked to Ramblin' Blind Josh Pearson about the impact of this pandemic on people with um, disabilities. Mm -hmm. Now, Ramblin' is blind himself, and he talked to us about some of the challenges. Mm -hmm. And um, he did mention personal care assistance. True. Yes. True story. So, Mm -hmm. thank you, Jason. Um, so anyways, we just want to give a shout out to all those folks and say thank you to them. And lastly, we need to, <clears throat> as we've been doing on the last several episodes, mention the most important people in this crisis. But the people who do podcasts? Podcasters. <laughs> they they are keeping us connected. Mm-hmm. By they, I mean me. So you're welcome, everybody. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. And um, let's, um, what else do we want to say? <laughs> Sorry, I feel like an no. I feel like an asshole for even saying that. No, I mean like there's some cool stuff. People are being super creative. Just so, around. so I'm glad that's a good transition point because we have some very creative individuals yeah. in Josh and Jason tonight. So I'm excited to talk about um, all of that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but like, first, first we want to beg people, like oh, we yeah. do every episode, to subscribe, download, mm-hmm. share with a friend. If you like what you hear here, please tell a friend now. I have seen a lot of complaining online about podcasts 
um, having diminished downloads. Now I want to tell you something, uh-huh. all of you. Are you the first trump it up now? two weeks of the pandemic, <laughs> we experienced a dip in the number of our downloads. But we're back. Yeah. We're back, baby. People are finding a way to get out of their house. Yeah, and I think new people podcast. are listening, so... It's getting back. It's getting back to where it was pre-pandemic. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably because everybody finished up Tiger King. Oh yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Us included. <laughs> we almost didn't podcast last week because we were watching this Tiger King. Oh my god. Right, Stomping Jen. Nuts. Yeah, Nuts. we love the Tiger King. So, so we'll ask people to please do that. Right, Stomping Jen. Yep. Subscribe, download, share with friend now. Stomping Jen, please go ahead. What? Introduce our guests. I'm not introducing them. They can introduce themselves. Okay, well, do a transition <laughs> of some kind. Go? I tried to do the transition. You went back to the. <laughs> well, I had to, I had to interrupt. <laughs> all right, all right. Who go wants ahead. to go first? Please. We have some very creative people with us. Please, tonight. Stomping Jen, go ahead. So the so in a creative manner, who who mm. would like to go first? Those are high stakes. I think Josh is. Josh is the one on the screen, so maybe he can go first. Yeah, I can go first. Uh, hi, my name is Josh Sahosa, and I'm here talking to you guys tonight. Um, I also own the Black Labyrinth Tattoo Syndicate in East Hampton, and uh, yeah, that sounds sounds like a good start. And then you can introduce Jason, and you should introduce more. each other. Oh, well, this oh, is, oh, that's like some team build, corporate team building <laughs> stuff. Did you have your five minutes we'll to have like them... bone up on like who each other are? No, and... we have to put them in a breakout. <laughs> a then, breakout. Then a, report, I, then a report back. I still back. actually don't know who Josh is. So I, yeah. I, I tried to research him online. No idea. Yeah. Never met him before this one. No. Now, um, my, my name is Jason Montgomery. I am one of the co-founders of a Tack Bear Press Arts Collective in East Hampton and with studios in Holyoke. I'll give you the sound of approval as well. Now, you'll, he- you'll hear that used sparingly on this podcast. It's only given for high, high, high praise and I appreciation. So if you that. hear that, you've done something right. Now, if you hear this... It's this, not good news. Can this, you 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 can hear those sounds, right? Yeah, barely. Oh, yeah. they're barely. barely coming through. But since I don't intend to hear either of them again, yeah, so yes. I'm not doing anything right okay. or wrong. I think we're good. Right. Stomping Jen, are we experiencing a technical difficulty? No, we're gonna move on. We're not gonna get stuck on this. Okay, because <laughs> okay. I will focus the next yes. two hours on this right. if you don't move us along. All right, I'm, all right, go I'm, ahead. I'm trying. I'm trying. So right, go ahead. So we're in the middle of this quarantine. No, you forgot something. What did I forget? We have to play the news bumper. Oh my god, nobody wants to hear the bumper. Yes, they do. Our listeners expect it. It's like that awful screaming in people's ears. Okay. Now hopefully they faintly heard it. (laughs) Faintly, a little bit. Okay. Now can you hear us? Are we coming through okay? That's all great. Okay. No, no, you're coming through beautifully. Uh, Interesting. All right. right, Stomping Jen, please. What? (laughs) Go ahead. We're in the middle of this quarantine. That is news. That is news. Yes. It's not news. We've been in the middle. We're in like... Weeks. How many weeks? This is week... Starting week four. Starting week four. That's crazy. crazy. How are we doing? Stomping Jen, how are you doing? Me, personally, I am doing fine. I'm working. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's a blessing or a curse. 
Hmm. But could be both. Um, now with all this new relief programs that the all these crazy things that are coming out of the woodwork, everybody wants me to figure things out. So hmm. Okay. I'm glad you asked. I'm doing okay, Stomping Jen. I'm fine. Um, let's turn to our guests. You asked me yep. how I um, was doing. Um, let's, um, Jason is in our um, view finder thing here. Is that what you call that? Ooh. Let's ask him how he's doing, Stomping Go Jen. Go ahead, Stomping uh, Jen. You ask the best questions. Uh, I am, um, I guess I'm doing okay. We, you know, I, I'm working at my, my day job. Um, I am the director of development and communications for Savra's Center for Independent Living. Um, and so I've been working from home um, for about the last three weeks doing that. Attack Bear Press, on the other hand, we are rushing to try to figure out how we make all of this work. Um, Attack Bear Press primarily has been focused since our, our founding in 2016 on um, in-person art events, um, primarily aimed at folks who maybe don't have, you know, aren't artists, aren't um, super into the art scene. So trying to figure out ways to to engage folks and give them an opportunity to experience art in a way they probably haven't before. And that's real rough when we're all trapped in our houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True story. Mm-hmm. Now, Josh, how are you doing? Uh, I'm on, um, I guess you could call it like an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, but I might not be wearing a seatbelt. And it could be on fire. But there's also some ice cream involved. So it's just kind of all over the place. That's a good description. Yeah, we've been eating Klondike bars. What kind of ice cream do you have access to? Um, currently, we went, we had some ice cream sandwiches, but they didn't have the normal ice cream sandwiches. Hmm. So we got some Funfetti filled ones. Hmm. Funfetti. Very nice. <laughs> it's like a... It's like Fruit Loops flavored ice cream. Fruit Loops. Yeah. Where does that come yeah. from? The store. Now, it's 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 not that good. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> sound very good. <laughs> to admit. I, I I need to ask a technical question. Is it the the normal chocolate cake that that's in an ice cream sandwich or? Because chocolate and Fruit Loops does not sound appealing. Yeah, that's to me. no. It's right. like a just like a vanilla cake one. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. But I'm still thankful that we are able to have it. Yes, ice cream is very important. I think that's an essential requirement for quarantine. Do you prefer soft serve ice cream? <laughs> now, ironically, I don't. Yeah, you don't like soft no. serve. I dislike it. Now, we've been um, jonesing on, uh, there's a local company out, I think they produce out in West Brook- Brookfield, uh, Batch Ice Cream. Do you guys get yeah. that out in East Hampton? Um, I think batch. they have it at the stores, but yeah. we're lucky enough to be like, our house is like right down the street from Mount Tom's Ice Cream. Are they open? Are they scooping? They're, they're not open right now. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> He made it louder, so you guys Whoa. maybe could would you hear. hear could it. you hear that? <laughs> yes, that I could hear that. Really. Yeah, is that the sound for something awesome happening? Yes. Yeah. Did that come? Something. Did that come through your headphones? 
Yeah, but I think it was inappropriate timing. We were just talking about Mount Tom's not being open. How's that? Is it, can you hear this? He's, he's stuck on the Okay. Tech, All right. Now technology. I can focus. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't hear anything you two said. That was rude. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah he was, gets really focused. On I was trying to solve this problem. Issues. Wait. I have I have lots of buttons to hit, and they oh need to hear God. them. Yeah. How many buttons can you hit at the same? Oh my God! Listen to this. I have um, I have um, chickens. Oh my God. Have you ever been on a podcast with chickens before? <laughs> Listen to that. For every time I've asked that question of myself. Oh my God. All right. Nickels. Sorry. Sorry, gentlemen. Um, oh that was rude of me. I didn't, I should All have right. been focusing when you told us how you were doing. All now right. I do, I do remember, um, um, Josh saying he was on an emotional roller coaster. Yes. I remember that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Is that where you left our train? It was. Um, and I, oh, wow. That was a lot. <laughs> sorry. I'm the worst host. It's actually though. six podcast episodes ago. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, we're actually in week eight. Of oh, <laughs> episode 100. Um, yeah, well, I've been on a bit of a roller coaster stomping, Jen. Now, oh, yeah. I, yeah, oh, yeah, I think I've, about it. I think I've actually had this um, COVID-19. So, yeah, listen to this. So, you may not know this. Our daughter um, slept over somebody's house um, like a week before this whole thing started. Who March seventh. March seventh. Who was confirmed 7th. positive with it. She got sick the following week, and then we all kind of got sick um, afterwards, like dominoes kind of falling. Um, and then I found out I was actually exposed to somebody in my workplace who now has it and is in a hospital bed on the COVID-19 floor at Cooley Dickinson. I've been like super sick. Like I thought I um, wasn't, I thought I couldn't breathe, breathe the end of last week. Stomping Jen. I'm sorry. I love that. You oh, that's didn't really, funny. I love that. You didn't really tell me that you couldn't breathe and you were thinking about going to the ER, except it came out today when you were on phone calls all day with work. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling people about yeah, that. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you're like exaggerating this. No, 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 or no, no. If like this was an issue and you just didn't bother. It was an. It me. was an issue. It was an issue. Um, but I'm finally, I'm finally feeling better. But um, talk about emotional roller coasters. I like, I was kind of keeping a little of that to myself last week. I was afraid I was going to perish. I'm sorry. Why did you just keep <laughs> laughing? I don't understand. Oh, boy. What am I doing wrong, Stomping Jen? You're doing absolutely nothing wrong. Oh, no, totally I'm fine. Hot. Oh, you're going to start disrobing? Yeah, I'm drinking hot tea. Oh, no, all right. All right. So, now, do you all no. know anybody who has been impacted um, by the disease, who's been sick? Um, so, about... Three weeks ago, when I when I was sent home from work, I was ill, and um, when I when I tried to get tested at that point, they just told me that thing where you know presume you have it, and we can't test you unless you're you know uh, basically on death's door. Right. Um, yeah, and uh, both both myself and my partner travel quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. My kids live in Los Angeles. And I go out there for between seven to 10 days every month when they're not with me here in uh, Western Mass. So, you know, we were like, well, I guess, but, you know, it's it 
at that uh, at this point I've recovered I feel fine but you know we have no idea and I think there's a lot of folks that I've talked to are in that mm-hmm. same position where you know they just weren't able to get tested mm-hmm. and so yeah true story it speaks volumes about where we're at yeah it's <laughs> a nation mm-hmm. right and this is a lot of like accounting of people who are pretty convinced that they've had it yeah. either through december or january or february that that they've had this experience the symptoms of it and they're so wide and varied and like who the fuck knows yeah and they're not getting counted in the official counts Count. exactly yeah. yeah um how about you Which... josh anyone you know who you... uh yeah I've, I've seen some friends like yeah. post up from like back home back in pittsburgh i've seen some friends that have uh They've been sick, but they haven't been able to get tested either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just crazy. Up. Oh, go ahead. Uh, let's um, let's go to Josh, and then we'll go to Jason. Oh, no, I'm just going to finish up. Like, personally, I've, I've felt fine. Mm-hmm. I've had some – I have seasonal allergies, so I've had some yeah. some of that going on. But mm-hmm. other than that. Yeah. Well, I was just saying it. That's the part about all this that that's kind of making me laugh in a horrible way. Um you know, this idea that there there's all these pundits out there talking about how, you know, well, you know, the, the numbers are exploding now just because people are able to get tested. And it's like, well, they were still sick. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they were still, they still had it. Like now right. we're just aware of it. Like it's, it's not like, it's still horrible and terrible and it, and it has spread this far. Now we just know like this argument doesn't make sense. So mm-hmm. yeah. Another Another one of the numbers that I've, I've read about being a bit skewed is the death number too, mm-hmm. um, because not every death is confirmed or not. True. Yeah. yeah. So. You know. Yeah, and then we've um, what were we were talking a little bit about this last week about the uh, secondary impact oh, from yeah. this, right? Like people who are going to the hospital with other diseases are not getting treated, and their mm-hmm. increased mortality yeah. there that are not getting thrown into the count anyways it's horrible mm-hmm. and you know i will have to say i still don't think people are taking this social distancing seriously no now i was out walking my dog this evening and in the town we live in belcher town they had to put up this like protective fencing around the playground because like a week and a half ago, people were crawling ig- all over it, ignoring the guidelines and going to the playground, and yep, even though we shut them down, crawling all over it. And I went today, and it looked like the fencing had been trampled, completely, just like walked over and trampled. Um, and I went at sunset, so I think there may have been people playing on that playground, stomping Jen. I don't know. I know they uh, boarded up the basketball hoops mm-hmm. in East Hampton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I've seen, we live right on Ferry Street um, here, and I have taken to standing in my front yard or on my front porch um, like a crazy person staring out into the street just to see people. Mm-hmm. And I am shocked by specifically the number of like teenagers mm-hmm. who, you know, drive by and there's eight of them shoved in a car, which normally is a great time. And I would you know, oh, yeah. never, you know, pretend that that wasn't me when I was 16. But, you know, that same kind of idea that what is going on here? Like mm-hmm. why this isn't vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So you both do you both call East Hampton um, home? That's that particular yeah. city. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how do you how our do you studio, think? Oh, yeah. No. Go ahead. No. No. Our our studio is in Holyoke. Um, our working studio is in Holyoke, but we live in East Hampton. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And our studio is in East Hampton. And we live in East Hampton. Yeah. <laughs> it's we a live great... in Belchertown and we have no studio. We n- well, well, this studio there, is in Belchertown. There was, <laughs> there was a tattoo studio here for a time. Do you, rem- do you remember? Yeah. I forget what it was called. I don't but... know, but the guy was super fucking shady. Um, I won't go that far. I don't know if he was shady. It just didn't work out. It didn't work out. I think it was a drug addict. Well, they're everywhere. Yeah. But, um... So how do you think, is East Hampton doing a good job, do you think, handling the pandemic? Are you satisfied with what the city is doing? I mean, on what level? Um, I think getting information out to their citizens yeah. and trying to you know, communicate regularly, stressing the importance of What is your local municipality doing for you? <laughs> I'll tell you when they open. Uh. Yeah, I think they're just repeating the... It's just like, you know, the news comes from federal to mm-hmm. the state to mm-hmm. the city. Mm-hmm. It's just the same thing from everyone. Yeah. So yeah. Nobody can make a the, decision. The same orders being passed around. Yeah. But other than that, there's not too much going on. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with Josh. It it feels like the information isn't necessarily coming directly from them. Like I don't see them doing a lot of groundwork, but mm-hmm. I mean I feel like they're passing along what they get. Yeah, it's just more, mm-hmm. you know, for us that it seems like things have been shut down and there's not a lot of aid coming out of the city. So, yeah, I know Northampton just did um, some granting for restaurants yeah. and small businesses, but I don't know where they got the money from. They just did a prop two and a half override. Oh, the the city. For, what What for is the that? Schools. It's like so you can get. More I'm money. stupid. I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay, it's just that you can get more revenue from. You can raise taxes, basically. Oh. But um, yeah, it's interesting being in local municipality government right now. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, Are you in? You, yes. Everybody knows. They do. I mean, the people who listen. Yeah. Yeah. We might have some new listeners this week. What uh, what, what do you do? <laughs> I'm on the select board of Belchertown. Mm-hmm. The opinions based on what I'm saying here, not necessarily. What does the disclaimer say? You don't represent any right. anything official. I am not representing. You're just here fucking official. around. That's right. We're just fucking around. Okay. And, and I really appreciate the explanation. Um, I know that there is a listener um, by the name of Amanda Montgomery, my sister in Wisconsin who is going to be tuning in, who has no idea what a select person does or is <laughs> and has never met Jen. So mm-hmm. you, thank you for explaining that to her. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. All right. Yeah. Select board people are like uh, the board that supervises, that makes all the executive decisions for the town. So instead of having one person, there's, well, there's like a, a group of people. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so there's a town administrator mm-hmm. and, where they're supervisor basically. And then we have to make all the like permitting decisions and like all the orders and all the yeah muckety muck. <laughs> so you make, you make decisions as a group yes. versus having yes, like true. one elected official who is right. 
not like making a mayor. all of the decisions. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's just a form of town government. Yeah. Thank you, Amanda, for listening. <laughs> if you need more information, please reach out. I'd be happy to explain more. You're going to be sorry you you gave her that invitation. <laughs> now, does East Hampton what what they have um, a mayor? They have a mayor. Yeah. Okay. Mayor Chappelle. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Mayor Chappelle. <laughs> I don't know if she's listening. Yeah, well, I hear um, from our two guests. You're doing a great job there. So keep it up. Does she have the COVID-19? Because Mayor Narkowitz got Narkowitz it. Narkowitz has it. Narkowitz the, uh, the mayor it. of Northampton yeah, has he it. it. He had it. Yeah. He must be done it with his quarantine. Boris Johnson. Yeah, so does... Oh, my God. He might die. He's on the ICU. Did you guys watch The Queen? It's kind of Did a... Yeah, did you totally look? tuned in to see her talk. Right? Was she like amazing? Yeah. That was like a production. Didn't you didn't see it. No. Yeah. It's it's worth it's worth looking at. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie. We were sitting here. My partner and I were sitting here, and she was very jazzed to watch the Queen. And I, you know, as a as a Southern Californian, like my my experience with with like. English culture, like we we weren't like I'm from a, a little town about a mile from the U.S. Mexico border, so like no one was really like interested in the royal family, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so I was making constant jokes that I was hoping she'd get on and just be like, "The world's coming to an end. It's all going to be terrible." And Alex finally looked at me and she's like, "The Queen will never say that. Like, no. if the world could be on fire, and she will never say that." Yeah. Like, well. I was listening to something. I was listening to something on NPR today where they were talking about how, you know, the Queen came on during World War II. Mm-hmm. Her first address to the nation was during the World War II Luftwaffe bombings, um, where she talked to the English people. Mm-hmm. Like, just think about that. Mm-hmm. She's old. Yeah, I mean, she's seen some shit yeah. in her time. Yeah, right. She's lived through. She's lived through How other types of like seeming apocalypses. How old is she? She's got to be in her nineties. Does anybody know? I have no idea. Hold on, computer. How old is the Queen of England? Queen Elizabeth II is ninety-three years old. Oh my god! She was born on April twenty-first, nineteen twenty-six. Oh, her birthday's coming up. Yeah. Um. The computer told us that she's 93 years old. She'll be 94 in this month. Please tell me that was one of your children with like an encyclopedia just (laughs) right right outside the door. We we have an Alexa. Yeah, we we have a podcast (laughs) assistant that we call computer. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, 93. Yeah. So she's seen some stuff. Oh, yeah. But and she was very calming. She's like the leader that, like, you know, like when, like, the reporter asked Trump, like, yeah. hey, do you have anything to say to scared Americans? And he attacked them. Yeah. Yeah. No, the queen would never have done that. That's a very nasty question. Nasty. Who do you work for? Nasty. Yeah. No, she's, um, she was soothing. She did yes. her job. Yes. She knows what her role is. She said, part- we'll all get through this together. Yeah. It's part of her role. Right. Is a leader, and it was like a whole like BBC production. Mm-hmm. It was like four yeah, and a half and there, minutes. Yeah, and there was there was those wonderful cutaways yeah. where they like went to like the streets, and there were people banging pots and pans. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. They went to hospitals. They yeah. showed healthcare workers. I mean, it was like amazing. It was beautiful. Yeah. 
We need a queen. Definitely, we, <laughs> I I would vote for a queen at this point. Yeah. Do you I would vote, vote for, for queens? Anybody. No, I don't think uh, you yeah, vote I, for queens. No. <laughs> Josh, would you vote for the queen? Would I vote for the queen? Sure. Absolutely. What do you think? What do you think? All right. Absolutely. So stomping Jen. Yes. What? What else do we want to say about this pandemic? Oh God. I don't know. <laughs> Guests, is there any, any other remarks you want to make about what we're experiencing here? Ooh. That's it's such a tough thing to talk about. Like what kind of experience it is, just because the experience is changing so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's interesting, having to um there's not a lot of prior ex I don't want to say the word experience too many times. There's not a lot of um We've never had a global ba- pandemic yeah. in our lifetime. So it's a new thing. Literally I'm going day to day by day. I've said before on here, um, I'm the co president of a union at a large university in our area. And literally something new comes down every day either from the federal government or the state or something is happening in the community Mm -hmm. that um, necessitates me to spend all of my waking work moments on this COVID-19 stuff. That's all I do. Just responding to things happening. Like I don't even really have time to do my other job right now. Yeah. Well, Josh, right? Like you put together this whole, like you somehow managed to, get a whole collaborative of small businesses that were impacted in East Hampton together yeah, fairly I mean, quickly. Well, I wasn't working. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's a good point. So as a small business owner, right, you started yeah. off by telling us that you have a tattoo shop called the black yeah. labyrinth syndicate, which all yes. of our listeners are going to go to when this shit is over and they could start tattooing people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, this, I mean, this has a real impact on you as a well, business sure, owner, sure. on your, li- you know, your livelihood, all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, we, we shut down our business. I mean, we shut down relatively early, too. Like, we mm-hmm. closed a week before the city had told us to. Mm-hmm. Because, like, honestly, we just couldn't believe there was no no word coming down from anywhere. It was like we were just waiting around for someone to tell us what to do. Right. And then, it's finally like, you know, it kind of stuck in our head when, when our, our kids school, when one of the administrators told my partner that um, they were sitting around waiting on the word of what to do. And they kind of thought no one was going to tell them. So they had to, so they closed the school. Mm-hmm. So it was like, well, I don't know what we're waiting for. We should right. do this now. So, you know, we closed up a week before we had to. And uh, yeah, that, you know, that must've been a, Difficult, difficult decision. decision to make or did or or was it was it hard for you to to do that and what were you what what information were you taking in to kind of help you make that decision well, i mean i guess there's two ways to look at it it was an easy decision um but it was also a really hard decision it was yeah. easy because the first thing we were doing is thinking about everybody's health and you know right. these are the people that i work with we're close to them our families get impacted when we come home 
So, you know, the first thing that was the first thing on, on our mind was just everybody's health. Mm-hmm. It's like we have to close now to help other people as well, because we need to, you know, get to stop spreading, spreading a disease. So, you know, everyone needed to close. So we did. And it was a really difficult decision um, at the same time, because that's our only source of income. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we closed our business two weeks before the end of the month. And going into that, you know, you know, you say, oh, yeah, we'll be open in two weeks or you, you know, it, it's a long haul. Yeah. You know, so there's no like mm-hmm. no light at the end of the tunnel or like, oh, yeah, we're going to be OK. We can do this. It's like, oh, shit, we just have to make sure everybody's safe. We'll just, we'll just figure right. it out as we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so as a, as a small business owner now who is kind of left waiting to be able to reopen through this is that what got you thinking um and your partners who helped you put together this purple flame mutual aid network is that sort of where that started or how did that how did that get going i mean you know to make a i guess a short story relatively short (laughs) (laughs) um it pretty much was that, you know, just thinking that there's other people in the exact same situation and, you know, we're going to sit around and wait for, for something that might mm-hmm. not happen. Mm-hmm. So decided to try to start raising some funds on our own. Mm-hmm. You know, I hit up Jason at that point and, uh, you know, three weeks later, here we are. Mm-hmm. And what is the, um, what is the mission of the, um, the Purple Flame Mutual Aid Network. What are you What are you aiming to do with this with this um, initiative? Um, well, hopefully, just just take a little bit of like the financial strain off of as many people as possible. You know, every every little bit helps. You know, we have 30, 30 different small businesses involved. Mm-hmm. So at the end, it might not be like a lot of individual help, but it mm-hmm. also might be more help than anyone else tried Yeah, to, yeah. to help them with, you know? So, you know, we all kind of just, you know, we started emailing some of the other businesses or messaging our friends and then they messaged their friends and, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of spread from there. Yeah. It's, you know, but, you know, it was basically, we just, you know, wanted to, we just, you know, wanted to just band together a little bit and try to help each other. Yeah. I will yeah. say, one like, of the things that I, yeah, go ahead, Jason. No, it's one of the things that I thought was really beautiful when Josh approached me was the idea that it was people just helping people when no one else seemed to to be stepping up and trying. And you know, Josh's idea of like trying to react really quickly to this through like a joint effort was, you know, or is, I think, like it's really inspiring like especially coming from black labyrinth tattoo which is this amazing space in in east hampton for not you know i've i've said this a hundred times and i'll say it a hundred more like i think like what josh and everyone at at his shop have like what they do is more than the service they provide Mm -hmm. you know it's it's really an important space for for art for culture 
for community. And, you know, when Josh said, Hey, I've been closed for a week and I want to help other people mm-hmm. like that's, you know, that's, I think is testament to the kind of person and the kind of business that he's built. Cause it would have been really easy. I think to say, I've been closed for a week. I'm going to help myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. That is commendable. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to dole that out. It has to be administered. <laughs> After a testimonial, yep. After a testimonial like that, yeah. the chickens. He can make that happen. Yeah, don't make, don't yeah. tempt him. I, I, I just I think it's amazing, like just the idea that we're all in this boat, right? And like we're all supposed to like be social distancing, right, and be physically distancing from each other. And we have this amazing technology that we're able to actually access. And I think it's brought communities closer in a way, you know, like people who ordinarily wouldn't talk to, to each other or, um, you know, just the, the, the compassion and the kindness that people are showing and the, the leadership that, you know, that, that you have now accessed, you know, in your own capacity, like pull all this together. I, I mean, it's just, there's amazing stories coming out of all of this. Um, yeah. And we want to make sure we tell people that, um, who are listening to this, they can contribute, um, any amount they want to the Purple Flame Mutual NATO Aid Network by going to their GoFundMe, um, yeah. right? GoFundMe.com. Yep. Backslash. Oh yeah, no, he'll have Kansas. it up there. Yep. So, yep, and <laughs> it's, have it up there on the show notes. It's in the so everybody who is listening to this, go to the show notes that go along with the episode, but also go to GoFundMe.com um, forward slash f forward slash the purple flame east hampton okay and give whatever you can um to help out um with josh and um jason's initiative here i think it's really important work um so please 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 um and the smallest amounts help so um so you're both artists and um josh you obviously make your living and a big part of your like daily work is expression through art right yeah and um jason i know you do a lot of um art work in the community and both of these activities involve people and we can't do that right now so how are you how are you scratching that itch to express yourself now like you know you're locked away in your homes and you can't you know, do the thing that you do typically every day. I'm really curious, like how you are staying artists and expressing yourself <laughs> selves. Um, well, you know, yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll go first. So, um, you know, Attack Bear Press does have um, a couple different projects that we're doing right now currently um you know the the drive that we're on is we're working with union street records um kevin walker and that crew um we've worked with them before on the nono project which is a music and poetry project um we've produced i think one full-length album and then a ep and a couple singles um and what that project is is we invite poets to come in well 
when we could all be in the same space, we would have them come into the uh, Union Street um, record studio. They would read a poem and then leave. Um, and then the Union Street record team would come together and build a musical soundscape around it. They would build a song around it. Um, and so right now we're working on the quarantine album, which we're accepting poems via voice message or voice hmm. memo. Um, and then we're utilizing those those tracks to build to build nonos. We we call the tracks nonos um, around them. Um, and so we're hoping to have that album out on Bandcamp um, mm -hmm. at, in two weeks' time. Um, I think we've we've kind of come to the conclusion that we're probably going to have to do two different releases um, just because of the stuff we're getting in. Mm. Uh, yeah so that's that's kind of taken up some time right now and scratching that itch we're also working um attack for press is working with el centro um sb which is a um, organization and a space in santa barbara california um it's totally volunteer run um it's a, a justice center and a, and a community center for um uh black indigenous and other people of color queer trans um and so we'll in two weeks time we're going to be doing a boat a virtual open my coast to coast virtual open mic um hmm. where we're inviting um poets and artists from here to participate via zoom with poets and artists from there and our hope is to kind of be able to bridge all of this distance um and a lot of painting. I'm doing a lot of painting. Um, I I paint under the 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 moniker JRM, and so I've been I'm finishing a painting a day at this point. Um, just That's because, amazing. like, you know, it's 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 not when you see it. I mean, there's a pile of like <laughs> garbage canvas that I'm like, well, this is ugly, and I've thrown them outside. Um, so luckily, you know, we the every everything I'm producing right now, and actually every um, piece of original artwork that we have up on attackbearpress.com. Um, we're donating 50% of any sales to the Purple Flame, um, you know, as a way to help raise some extra funds for them, um, for them, for us, for all of us. Um, <laughs> so that's that's kind of where we're, we're focused right now. It's, it's weird because, you know, we have the poetry vending machines around and about in different cities and we had all of this stuff lined up. Mm -hmm. You know, this is our busiest time of year. Yep. You know, we had um, a whole thing with Belchertown. Yep. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the city. It's, it's called Belchertown. Mm -hmm. um, they have a really, really great um, uh, arts council and uh, they were, they had a good member, but then she left to do something else like <laughs> a, like town elder or ghost or something. I don't know. They got a um, smoking hot select man yeah, with uh, purple hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so we've had, I mean, we, we had stuff lined up all throughout Western Mass yeah. and all of it's been canceled. Yeah. And so there's a lot of rushing around right now. Mm -hmm. Um Oh, we're, we're also doing a, um, Nicole Young, uh, the uh, playwright and poet is going to be doing an online workshop um, for us um, through that's that's brought to you by the the Northampton Arts Council. So uh, she starts next weekend doing that that workshop for people from um, uh, marginalized communities. Uh, so um, yeah, so it's I mean, we're staying busy, but it's mm -hmm. it's weird because we're doing a lot and then realizing, you know, we we provide everything for low cost or no cost, primarily no cost. And so we're we're trying to do all this stuff and realizing like we have no revenue streams at mm -hmm. all and it's getting to that point. So. 
Is there a difference for you in connecting with people virtually versus in person? Uh, for uh, for Attack Bear Press, there's a huge difference. Yeah. Um, a lot of what we do and is we try to do stuff that's one-on-one intimate and provides an avenue um, into whatever, whatever subject matter the artist is working with um, for folks who maybe don't have don't have access or, or wouldn't have otherwise engaged that um, like the we we do a luchador or I do a luchador character called Eloso Azul who provides love and life advice from mm-hmm. his love and life advice booth and you know it's fun and it's 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 kooky to be able to do it and, but really what I'm trying to do is talk to people about Chicano culture Mexican-American culture um, uh, lucha libre in general um, and trying to talk to them about kind of how it's a cross-cultural art form, how it, you know, started like the first, the first El Masquero, the first masked luchador was actually a Texan who they threw a mask on because they couldn't have this Texan beating up on Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mexico. <laughs> wow. And so, you know, I talked to people about this like history and the lineage and how important it is to Chicanos and Mexicanos. And, you know, that's, part of what we're doing is it's kind of this sneaky way to have it's like mixing you know vegetables in a pizza dough like you know uh, and we do the same thing with like our our poetry on demand booths our poetry vending machine our type-ins you know that way of being able to engage people one-on-one whereas virtually you don't you just don't have it I mean yeah you don't have you're not exchanging that energy of um time to use using my theater degree like you don't have that personal exchange of energy which yeah. you know but i yeah. imagine it, it so, might also allow you to reach some people who might not be able to get into some of the physical spaces that you traditionally um present your um art in yeah and i mean that that is a bonus um we we try to to keep accessibility um you know, at the forefront when we do stuff, but mm-hmm. the reality is, you know, when you're, especially in Western Mass, where some of these spaces are, you know, old mill spaces yeah. or, mm-hmm. you know, old hospital spaces, they're not going to be super accessible. Right. So it is nice to be able to provide that to people. Yeah. But what I'm finding, and I think what other artists that we're talking to are finding, is people are are curating curating their experiences and they're not getting the magic of something they weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. So like right now, um, Catherine Weiss, who's a, a uh, runs the Indopolis poetry room here in town and is a great poet. She's doing, um, or they're doing a, uh, a reading with the dirty Jurin in Worcester tonight. That's, that's out literally as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's only so many places you can be and only so right. many tune ins you can tune into. Yeah. So, saturation is a huge problem yeah yeah Yeah. now josh now that you're you know not able to go to work and do the artistic expression you like will typically be doing you know all week long are you how are you how are you how are you doing art right now are you continuing to do art are you focused on other stuff so i've been focusing on the business aspect of everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, cause you know, we still have to like, uh, you know, try to figure out how we're going to make rent, right? Right. you know, in the next couple of months. Um, so, you know, I've been like filling out like the SBA loans mm-hmm. and yeah. different grants, 
mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever, you know, whatever we can do, you know, I've also been having to go in to work um, every Monday so I could call all of our appointments for the week, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and since everybody was an employee, no one else can really be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you know, every Monday that's been like 40 to 50 phone calls yeah. of just people for the week that we need to reschedule. Yeah. How do you, um, how do you then, reschedule appointments right now? Like, I'm just really out of curiosity. I'm just like, do you just like throw it out like two months in advance? Like, what do you do? I've been trying to like pay attention yeah. to like the, other countries and how yeah. they're getting back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, or how things are going um but it's changed every week yeah yeah so like you know last at first it was like oh you know we'll be back open sometime in april so we started scheduling mid-april mm-hmm. and then i'm like you know we got to push it to may so, and and yeah. now i'm not scheduling anything until um mid mid to late june yeah yeah and that's- um, but then you know and then with that like that, you know that's all the work stuff mm-hmm. and then um you know, that doesn't take up all the time, but I've, you know, more just spending the time with our kids and, yeah. and my partner. We're just kind of hanging out a bunch together and mm-hmm. trying to like keep each other, you know, going through this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's a lot. You know, became teachers, you know, also because, yep. mm-hmm. you know, all the schoolwork is coming home and, yep. and like, I told our kids, I said, we're not your teachers. We are here to support you and make sure that you're on task. (laughs) Like, because I'm not going to teach you anything. Yeah. Sorry. It's It's hard. Yeah. It's slightly different for me, I think, because I'm more of a teacher in my other job. Mm -hmm. You know, I teach Mm -hmm. people stuff. Yeah, Um, I don't teach anybody anything. No, and that's okay. It's not, um, that's just what I do. It's part of my job. But you're working, so. Yeah, but when I can, you know, when I can, if, you know, I have to sit down and help out with, uh, what were we doing the other day? Something involving math and fractions or equations and word problems or something like that. Um, I'm able to sit down and do that, and I enjoy it. Um, But it's not... um, you know, I think there are a lot of parents out there struggling yeah. with thinking that they have to be teachers. Yeah, right? thinking they have to be everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right yeah. And we, I've been distance teaching my children. Um, and, you know, thank God for technology. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and sure. it's funny, my, my youngest, my eight-year-old is actually doing better. And he has some um, ADHD issues. And so having one-on-one time with me, his, you know, his stepmother and his mother to, to work on his schoolwork is actually, we're seeing a huge improvement with him. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, going from being in school in Los Angeles County, where he's got almost 40 kids in his class and one teacher, you know, he's, you know, we're like, oh, great. Maybe we should consider doing this for the future because this one can read now. Whereas the 13-year-old, I'm just kind of at a loss on what to do or say. And I realized that I don't know middle school mathematics at all. I have no, like, I'm, I'm lucky I can count to six. <laughs> yeah, and that, and some, and, you know, a lot of that, a lot of that stuff is not 
the kind of math we all use in our everyday lives anyways. Yeah. So you have to relearn it, like, especially the algebra. Like, I feel like some of it's like a different kind of math, too. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I didn't, I didn't do math that way. No. Um, it's weird. Um, my, I have an 11, a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old. Now, my 12-year-old was a few years back was doing that crazy kind of math that I like had to completely relearn how to do myself, but they don't seem, I think these, they, at least in my kid's school, they changed back to the way I did math because she's not doing any of that like crazy weird new age math shit where, you know, they think, I don't know where they didn't carry the one or whatever. But now my, my daughter sits down and she does, she's nine. She just does math the way I learned how to do it. And I can like help her and she gets it. Um, so, um, you know, the other thing is my kids go to this, um, this, um, local Chinese immersion school that we have out here and Mm -hmm. that like that stuff I can't help them with at all because I don't speak Chinese. I don't can, so they're completely on their own with that. So I have no idea how they're doing. So, um, yeah, it's weird. I've tried to, um, I've tried to do some like art projects myself, like outside of this. Um, I've just not been able to find the motivation. Like um, Jason, I tried to um, finish a poem I've been working on for your No No project. Um, Are you writing it for the No No project? Well, or he's no, been no, writing no. a poem for like six months. But it's seven pages long. I yeah, realize it's, it's probably not too much. A poem. Well, no, 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 please, please. Uh, we have a Chilean poet um, yeah. named uh, Miguel um, who gave us a seven page poem in oh, okay. Spanish. Um, so please give us a seven page poem. Try, uh, <laughs> it, uh, it, English, um, if you like, if you speak Russian, we take Russian too. Um, just and then we can release both of those as a dual CD set. There you um, go. Motivation. So please do. I could do it in Keep my working. Bernie Sanders impression. Go ahead. Um, Perfect. Jen. Do it. Perfect. Right, the, the poem is called Wolves, right? Um, those motherfucking wolves. I can't do it now. <laughs> no. Um, wolf. Uh, uh, never mind. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to finish it, um, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, my, my to, go ahead. No, say it's hard to get motivated right now. Yeah. I think, you know, um, it's it's so I, I don't know about anybody else, but the general feeling of anxiety, anxiety mm-hmm. that kind of is permeating everything. Yeah. You know, and this feeling of like just dread and unknowing and like. And then to sit down and try to make something like beautiful in that is, is just, just outrageous. I mean, you know, um, I don't talk about it a lot, but my, my, one of my, my siblings spent a long time in prison, Mm -hmm. um, a long, long time in prison. And he, he's out now and he lives an exemplary life and my parents love him better than me. Um, (laughs) but Oh, no, it's I've come to terms with it. There's there's like eight of us children. So like, they, you know, when people say like, oh, I love all my kids the same. It's like when you have eight of them, no, you don't like you, 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 you love them all, but you love some of them a mm-hmm. lot more. Um, but, you know, he, he and I were talking the other day and he's like, you know, this is 
this is a the briefest glimpse of what it's like to be in prison mm-hmm. um he's like it's not equatable at all and he's like you know and i i get annoyed when people are like i'm in prison he's like you got to go to the grocery store like right the, the the guards never were like hey i'm gonna run out for a pack of smokes in like 20 minutes mm-hmm. like you know but he's like that feeling of not knowing what's going to happen in an environment that you have no control over and right like, and you're in this space you can't leave this space and there's all these rules around it he's yeah. like that's very similar and to try to create something in that really takes a fortitude and like a really a desire and so i you know i tip my hat to anybody who's doing it like anyone who's who's trying anything right now because it's you know Mm-hmm. If there's ever been a reason to just watch everything on Hulu until you get to the end credits, like mm-hmm. it's now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone's going to handle it differently. Yeah. And, and I think that's okay. You know, however anyone decides to to do it, it's, you know, whatever you need to do. Yeah. And I, I was yeah. sitting there struggling trying to get this poem finished, but then I got hit by this burst of inspiration to do this anti-Trump video. Mm-hmm. So I spent a day two putting days. together music. It was and like two days. Two days, like creating this song in GarageBand, like this creepy dirge that I then, you know, went and put some videos of Trump over. And then I filled it, you know, with all of these sound bites of Trump saying stupid fucking shit that I feel like oh. landed us in this problem. So... It was interesting. It led me. Can you share it? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's on there. Yeah, it's on my um, it's on my Facebook page. I'll share it with you both. Oh, cool. um, if you, oh, please do. Yeah, and it's also on my podcast page. I think mm-hmm. if you go to in Facebook, Soft Serve Podcast, you can see the video there. Um, but Stomping Jen gave me good advice. It started off being seven minutes long. She's like, "You've got to cut this in half. Nobody's gonna watch a seven minute video on Facebook." So I did. I cut it down to about three minutes, and I think yeah. it's much better That's for it. Advice. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was interesting. So kind of, I was sitting there like really struggling over this this poem, but then my, I could just uh, got hit by a bolt of inspiration mm-hmm. um, out of that frustration and pulled together this, this other thing. Yeah, which was kind of cool. Yeah, so, my my head has not been uh, empty enough to do anything creative. Yeah, wise. Well, you're. I mean, you're taking on. You know, because I'm, I'm doing my like day job. I do here. my no, day no, no, job. No, 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 no. I'm about to compliment you. <laughs> hold you. still, hold still. So, but you're doing the majority of the the social work in the house, like making sure the kids are. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the like really important hard work. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. Mm-hmm. See, that was going to be, that was a compliment. Mm-hmm. I find that all of my mental energy goes towards um, texting with people in groups, group oh. texts that I have mm. yeah. all day long, like about nothing. Mm. Like we did a hundred, I did a hundred up challenge today. Now, Jason and um, Josh. <laughs> I love how you totally switch subjects. Well, I want to ask them. They if don't they, even care. You don't. Nobody cares about my hundred push-up challenge. Did I okay. complete the challenge? Did, you, did it happen? What happened? Well, I have no idea. Well, did you, I care. Did you complete the challenge? Yes, I did a hundred push-ups. I didn't I do. Them. Were they, I didn't were do it. Hundred consecutive. No, push-ups. they were not consecutive. Okay. It was throughout the day, so I would do like ten, and I would do like another ten, and I'd be like, "Oh, I did 20. That's kind of cheating. Anybody no, it's can not hold. cheating. It's not. 
Oh, I think it's more push-ups than I did today. So yeah. I congratulate you. I did 100 push-ups today. No, congratulations. That's really good. Oh, shut up. All what? Right. No, it's important. All right. Now you can go ahead and ask your question now that I finished my my 100 push-up challenge. Now, let okay. me ask you, um, when you did these push-ups, did yeah. you do the kind where you clap? No, fuck that. No. What am I, in the military? No. Did you? How far apart were your arms when you did the push-ups? Were they shoulder-length apart, or were they, oh like, God. close together? Forget it. Were Were you on your knees? Were they the kind of no, uh, modi- did, were modified push-ups they are called? I didn't do modified, but I probably mm-hmm. didn't go down as far as I should have. Yep. Now, how long did each set take you, on average? I know. Do you want me to get down on the floor and do 10? You can count. I say think that, that would be a great use of podcast time. <laughs> yeah, say that again. <laughs> Ask that question. Again. I, did, I, I um, say I think I think that would make a great Patreon edition, <laughs> like the soft serve yeah. push up Patreon. Oh, boy. What other questions can we ask Jen about push ups? Um, I did some tricep dips in between. Oh, you have great place. triceps. I do have good you have, triceps. You got to keep those things toned up. I got to do the yoga. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, now, so what I was going to ask our guests is, um, are, now, do, do you find yourself, um, like Stomping Jen, involved in more kind of online group socializing because of all of this? I don't. That's because you are on Zoom calls all day long, and you're an introvert by nature, and you don't have any, you do talk to your group of friends all day long. But that hasn't changed right. at all. Right, That's so just this one group of people I talk okay. to, that's it. All but right. nothing additional, all right. nothing all right. has changed. So we'll, right. we'll turn right. the question to um, Josh and Jason. Yep. I'm curious if they're, if they're doing more or less the same amount of online uh, socializing. Probably a little, a little bit more browsing online, mm-hmm. like just like scrolling through Facebook or scrolling through Instagram. Yeah. But I think the amount of it, I mean, the amount of interaction might be a little bit more, but I'm also like, you know, in, in group messages with like the people that I work with, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, touching base on things or, you know, messaging Jason or we had a little group mm-hmm. message with you guys for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. I learned about so, a new, um, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's just a little bit more. Yeah. A little bit more. Yeah. Not really overwhelming. I will say before, uh, we, before we go to Jason, I just will comment. Um, I learned about a new category of porn in oh a group chat. All right, now back to Jason. Oh. I won't talk about <laughs> it here, though. Please, go uh, ahead. Okay, I, I will not respond until we... You at least tell me what the category of porn is. What is this category of porn? It's called um, ambush porn. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ambush porn. What is that? Um, just people. <laughs> can you explain, please? It's all I can say. Look, no, you can Google it. I want to know. No, you, you have... Google it. No, come no. on. No, come my on. friends told me about it. I want to know what it is. It's okay. Go ahead. Is is are is is the ambush the action that's happening in in the porn or are you ambushed by porn? Um, it's, the, if, yeah, it's a great yeah. question. It's a great question. It needs clarifying. I realize yeah. um, it's the it's an action that's taking place in the porn. So it, it can you describe it a little bit? 
more details. <sighs> okay, so you have... Keep in mind my mother's listening. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. Okay. Um, I can do this. I can do this. This is, a, this is a creative challenge. So I can do this. So, okay. You have two people in a room mm-hmm. who are engaging in, uh, or about to or engaging in um, consensual um, relations. Okay. Uh, consensual um, erotic activity. And then one of the one of the partners will leave the room, right? Or will re- leave the room and introduce another person to the other person's surprise. And that's ambush. And they ambush them with an additional partner. And then there, you know, there's all sorts of surprise and I consternation. <laughs> but it, but it's all it always ends up being consensual. That's important to point out. Okay. It's it's different than rape. It's different, yeah. It's different than it's not like rape porn. It's not okay. like that. It's you know. So the, it's the, like, the, hey, I surprise! I got you a new partner. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, look who I found lurking in the closet. Yeah, not um, watching us have yeah, sex. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. sort of like that. But one of my friends. I mentioned my ninety-five-year-old grandmother's also listening. <laughs> um, is that is that like your your introductory? No. Uh, uh, topic so that um, when you ambush porn me, someday, <laughs> no, one, I'll one, be like, "Oh, it's ambush porn." Oh, oh that's what it. you were talking about <laughs> in episode seventy-seven. No, um, no one of my, one of my friends is is super into this and mentioned it. Porn I don't know. I was trying. Partner? I was trying to determine that. We're not sure, but we think Did it's it something. We think does, it's something he's he the, interested is he the, in. Is he the same friend who likes to go to wineries? It's exactly the person. Sloppy per- drunk and have sex with his wife. Yes, it's exactly the person you think it is. <laughs> um, so, um, Jason, I will mention I am a fan of your grandmother. That um, that story. So, um, what J- I want to describe to our listeners, Jason for Attack Bear Press did this really. If it's the same grandmother, this really interesting project where he detailed um, basically it was basically his grandmother's autobiography, um, and it's this really uh, amazing tale. Go Go ahead, ahead. no, no, no. It's the it's same 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 family. Um, Yeah, it it's was the story. My my cousin Georgia um, had interviewed my my grandmother, and that was my grandmother Gomez. Um, So. To, to give you a, a kind of a brief insight into to kind of how Chicano families function. So my grandmother Gomez was actually my great grandmother, um, but she, you're, you're always kind of one, one parent below where you're supposed to be or one grandparent below where you're supposed to be. And so like, you know, your, my kids think of my grandmother her daughter as their grandmother <laughs> the nine, the 95 year old that's listening is um her is my grandmother gomez's daughter uh, if that's not confusing enough but grandma gomez um she came from a little uh, a little village um she was um indigenous um mexican um from her family was from the zapotec region but they weren't zapotec if that if without going into like too many details about like how indigenous groups in Mexico and California work. Um, so it's the story of 
her family were primarily nomadic. Um, mm-hmm. They moved from um, kind of the Zapotec region up to um, Baja and very Southern California and um, Southern Arizona, kind of back and forth throughout the years. Grand- my grandmother was born in Sierra Mojado, um, Mexico, and it kind of tells the story of, of how they came to the United States. Um, well, she told Georgia the story. We took the audio recordings of those and translated them for mainly for the family at first, just so that everyone could know because she didn't speak English and she didn't really speak Spanish. I mean, she did. She spoke Spanish, but um, and my grandfather, her husband uh, was Cape Verdean. And so he spoke Portuguese um, Mm -hmm. and there's a mixed up motley crew. But anyway, Mm -hmm. um, so we translated this so that the family could kind of understand, um, you know, where she came from and how we got here and kind of how arduous it really was. You know, she, her family was there, um, you know, through the silver mining eras, through like the, the revolution, you know, they made a 2000 mile walk mm-hmm. to um, the United States ending first in El Paso, um, where during, when they arrived in El Paso, it was um, during the Mexican-American repatriation period. Um, for those of you who don't know about the Mexican-American repatriation period, there's a period in the United States where throughout the Southwest, throughout California, Mexico, New Mexico, and parts of Texas, um, people of Mexican-American descent um, and Mexican descent were being rounded up and sent back to Mexico, um, some of whom were actually never from Mexico. Um, it's funny because years later during World War II, when they were doing um, the Becerro program, which was a migrant farm labor program, there were Mexican um, Mexican workers who came to the United States and decided they wanted to stay only to find out that they were U.S. citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had been sent back to Mexico um, kind of arbitrarily. Their family had been sent back. Um, so they arrived in El Paso and it was just a really difficult period to try to come into the U.S. Um, there was mass delousings and just i mean it was a, it it right up there with what we're doing now yeah. um and so they ended up walking from el paso to uh, mexicali california um or mexicali mexico sorry and then walking over to, into the united states um and settling in el centro so that project kind of tells that story as a walking book yeah um, i took illustrations um that i had done from some other projects and created kind of a one mile loop that you walk and read her story as she kind of goes through her life. Yeah, and that's one uh, of the things yeah. yeah, I was just say that's one of the things I loved about it. Like we um the installation we saw was in the middle of the summer. It was hot. Yeah. The sun was blazing down. And I'm reading the story about your grandmother and some scoundrel. There was a scoundrel involved. There was a couple I remember scoundrels. scoundrels. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I've got to get to the end of this story. I've got to. And, you know, yeah, by tree, yeah. by tree 15, I was, you know, feeling exhausted. I was feeling the journey, but I was like, I've got to finish this story. I saw, I've got to get to the end. And it was, you know, this very meta, I was experiencing this, um, mm-hmm. physical meta, um, journey. journey and tiredness, you know, that the characters I was reading about were experiencing. And it was just, I don't know, it was really well, really well done. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm really particularly proud of that project. I mean, I feel like when when we talk about like the 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 hu- 
humans involved in immigration, we often forget about like the the humanity. And in mm -hmm. our case, it was just it was a normal migration pattern that was interrupted by, you know, all of these things that were happening um, that were out were like at a national level that really affected, you know, the people that were there. Um, you know, and there's a there's a scene um, that she talks about where there she they hadn't eaten in days and she finds a like an old tortilla and like uses puddle water to rehydrate it enough to eat it and you know in our family like food is always equal to love and like and when I when I was a child you know the fam the whole family when I say the whole family I come from a huge family like it's gigantic eight um, kids yeah. So, and, you know, and then cousins and mm -hmm. uncles and aunts and people you call your uncle who you not and, mm -hmm. you know, but everyone used to get together and eat over at her house. And this idea of like, think looking at this woman and realizing there were points in her life where food itself didn't exist like mm -hmm. where you, there, where she just there wasn't anything to eat and how powerful that's come to see like how far our families expanded yeah. and so yeah it's it's that that piece is specifically poignant to me although it's funny because years later after we like did the interview with her she was like i lied about 90 percent of that <laughs> like, well well yeah, yeah we know. she so. she, <laughs> she exacerbated but it's an amazing it's an it, exaggerated and it's yeah. a it's an amazing story, and um, I was just thinking as I was thinking about um, kind of the somewhat of the impermanence of the art you do, right? Um, whether it's a whether it's a a, a true story that's not really true, and people kind of take that with them into their minds and do what they want do what they want with it. And I'm thinking in my mind about um, the type of some of the art Josh does, right? which right. is permanent <laughs> and like extremely yeah and what is it i'm curious um what is it like you know having human beings you know i don't want to use the term canvas because that's from they that are. douchey tattoo yeah, shit. I don't use that term either. yeah that's stupid i don't like using it but it's the thing that popped in to my mind so i want to be conscientious and not to use that right. dumb term um <laughs> what is it like like putting you know doing this permanent art on on people that you know is is not impermanent until at and least also, until until they die well, right um I mean, I, yeah i mean i think i mean personally I, I love it you know i think it's awesome i think it has like a great amount of like power involved with mm -hmm. it and a lot of responsibility and um i don't know i like feel like that trust and like the human connection between yeah you know, giving somebody a tattoo yeah um you know because you know that that's like a whole journey you know of itself mm -hmm. you know because you know whether the tattoo is like funny or serious mm -hmm. or you know what the tattoo is doesn't matter but yeah. you know it is a life-changing thing yeah um and, and it's you know it's something no matter what way you look at it it's you know it's pretty powerful to give that to somebody yeah and whether right whether it, whether or not it's a single tattoo right mm -hmm. or like a whole sleeve like i never I've got two almost full sleeves now. Um, He's never going to get the other one done. Uh, I'll, get get it I'll get it finished when this is over, <laughs> right? Um, but, um, and both of them are primarily with one artist each, right? Like one artist did 
my entire one arm and the other did right. my other arm and I can like you know it definitely is like a re- like you were saying it's like a relationship of of trust it's a relationship of letting go it's a relationship of not hating this person who is inflicting all of this pain upon you mm-hmm. it's it's a relationship of then challenging yourself along the way to really remember why you wanted to do this and yeah i mean the whole you know the whole thing it, it's just like a you know yeah. a really awesome relationship between like the artist and you know the client yeah. or person that's getting the tattoo you know you can't you can't really recreate that on paper for me yeah um you know there's that just that whole that like social aspect and just the the care and like kind of like the magic that's involved in it yeah and you know like some of my favorite parts of it right are just like those kind of like i don't know i've reached a point now and i've reached a point with my other artists where i can just lie there for three hours and not say anything and be Mm -hmm. totally comfortable Mm -hmm. and then then just talk again for like then just open my mouth and be like talk for two hours like Mm -hmm. you definitely like yeah you definitely develop this like um relationship in a sense you know mm-hmm. um and i think that's my favorite part about it yeah like and i and i love that that oscillation you know between uh, and just being comfortable enough with them yeah. just to like just be there and be yourself and mm-hmm. um it's interesting i was <clears throat> there's this one um i remember i was you know and i don't get angry when people talk to me about my tattoos cuz they're there and i have sleeves and i I know people are going to ask me about them. So I was in CVS um, once, and there's this old guy. um, I think it was like three years ago, I was going to get a flu shot. And this old guy was asking me about my tattoos and asking me what they meant. And I was telling him, he's like, oh, he's like, you know, my father just recently passed away. And before he died, I took a picture of this tattoo he had. He's like, I was wondering, you know, whether or not I should get it tattooed on myself. And I was like, yes, you should totally do that. <laughs> I was like, A, like, I love the idea of that thematically, of him. Like, he was an older guy, too. He was, like, in his 60s. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's asking me, do you think I'm too old? I was like, no, 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 no. You know, you just got to find somebody you're comfortable with and take take, take it to them. Maybe they'll do something different. You know, maybe you can find somebody to do exactly that same thing. But it's like, you should totally do it. You know, it's a wonderful okay. tribute you can carry with yourself. I've tattooed people older than that. Yeah. And just yeah. those stories, you know, like I'm just, I'm hoping he went and got that. He totally got it. Yeah. That yeah. would be so rad. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Josh tattooed Jason's 95 year old grandmother. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, Josh tattooed my mother. Oh. Um, did he? So, yes, he did. He tattooed my mother and, and my sister. Nice. So, you? And me. Yeah. And Jen. <laughs> and me. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Okay, okay, Sawtooth. Yep. It's your turn. Well, which one of these kids is not like the other? <laughs> Sawtooth. Yeah. Um, By the way, I would absolutely love it if you tattooed my 95-year-old grandmother. Like, <laughs> and I think she would be so down with it. Except now she doesn't have her memory, so she would be like, where did this come from every other day? <laughs> Whoops. And, um, yeah, so. Ouch. An ambush tattoo? Yeah, yeah, ambushed. One of the things I think is so beautiful about yeah. what Josh does, though, like, is 
it, it, it is that life changing capacity. Like it is something that like me my sister and my mother now share mm-hmm. like this common thing between like one artist and all of us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Josh did this beautiful piece for me on my chest that, you know, covered something else that like I had carried a lot of shame and a lot of like regret over. And, you know, not only did he like take my kind of nonsense idea and make it into something beautiful and then execute this beautiful thing, but like, I'm no longer ashamed to be like, to have my shirt off in front of my kids. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's like, that's a gift that like Josh gave me without even like, I don't, I don't even know if he realized like how valuable that is. And like, can we, I'm ashamed for other reasons because I'm fat, but like not because of my bad tattoo anymore. No. We'll 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 tolerate um, discussion of ambush porn on this. We will not tolerate body shaming. Um, <laughs> I just remember I was like, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I wanted to ask. Yeah. I wanted to ask Jason if he's willing to reveal what it was he was covering up. Um. Yeah. So for a long time, I went by um, Monty. Um, and so one night I was actually sweeping the floors in another Mm -hmm. tattoo parlor in Tacoma, Washington, and I had had too much to drink and I let the, um, apprentice there practice on me. And so it was this terrible, like misspaced, like just, you know, imagine the worst like nineties tattoo thing um set that i can that, see it that's like yeah is it bubble letters yeah Jason, no I, it was like yeah can uh, i say something funny about it yeah yeah what? oh no i was asking if i could say something funny about that whole oh, experience please do. Oh, um so i didn't please. know that it said monty <laughs> <laughs> what did you think it, it, about it i thought it said money <laughs> and i yeah. thought it was mad cool i was like whoa I, <laughs> what that's funny yeah. And that goes to show just it it was it was the French bulldog of tattoos where it was so ugly it had made it back to cute, I guess. But I I, I was so like ashamed of that it was tattoo. so money. Yeah. yeah, so money. But I was so ashamed of that tattoo for yeah. so long because it was from a, a really mm-hmm. like dark period in my life and like, you know, like it's it's the tattoo that's in mug shots and so like you know to be able to cover it with something beautiful and like that's such a wonderful expression of the person that i am now like you know that's a gift Mm -hmm. that's such a beautiful gift that this artist gives to people like they give them money but like there's still this like i i can't tell you how like envious i am like of your ability to do that it's amazing yeah um so josh a question have you ever covered up a tattoo that you're like oh i wish i didn't have to cover this up but for whatever personal reason the client wanted that's just whatever they needed at that time and was that like a difficult thing to have to do cover up um like a not like a like a like an artistically very nice tattoo that somebody just didn't want for whatever reason anymore and want or wanted it transformed into something else. And you were like, Oh, it's a shame. I'm covering this up. I'm just curious. Like if you've ever had to do something um, like that, it's kind of like, yes and no. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, even if it's the nicest tattoo, you know, if it's, 
if it's something that someone no longer wants on their right. body, yep. then like, you know, that's, you know, it's more of their personal decision. Yep. So even if it is the nicest tattoo, if it's something that no, someone no longer feels yeah. represents them, then, uh, you know, yeah. Yep. It's, it's still feels okay to be covering it yeah, yeah. because it's more about the person that's getting it than the tattoo that's there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I keep telling Stomp, I keep threatening Stomping Jen that I'm going to get both of my sleeves removed by laser. No, that would hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah. That'd be terrible. I know. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I would never do that just yeah. because what I've been told is that the removal is like more painful than the actual tattooing. And you just black it out. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, no. I just. That's, no. 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 I would never go through that again. No. No. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> But I like love having trauma with having gone through. Trauma. But what I I love the I love the concept of the mandala though, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I guess then you should not have gotten tattooed. No, I mean my mandala, my my disillusion point will be when I die, obviously, right? Right, and my my art will Disappear. dissipate at that point. Yes. But I'm just saying, like I love that idea. Um, you know, I love. I don't know. I love the creation of something beautiful, and I love the also the impermanence of beautiful things. Well, the the, the most shocking thing I think for me, having started a <clears throat> tattoo collection on my body, like mm-hmm. how many years ago, like eleven years ago, yeah. is that how? No, people, twenty if you count your tramp stamp oh, that we got in Newport, Rhode Island. Doesn't count. Yeah. But um, how uh, how actually not totally permanent they can be if you allow them to get exposed to the sun or yeah. whatever and mm-hmm. then they start to fade and like yeah. yeah so i've had to have some touch-up work done on mine mm-hmm. and um you know yeah. it's sad because you're like oh i thought that was forever but like oh it's fading away yeah ah uh, oh well such i just like yeah huh? i said such is life yeah, right, they're, they're right. reflect so they're, they, are. they are reflective they are reflective of the, of the living process itself. Yeah. Sorry, I just have to tell this story because yeah. it's like the funniest thing I've seen is in a really long time. Story? It's not a tramp stamp story. Is it an ambush story? No, so I'm on this stupid, I don't know. So I'm obsessed with Tool. One of the bands that I'm obsessed with is Tool. And I joined some like Tool fan group on Facebook. Oh yeah, this is funny. And some, <laughs> some guy like posted like a picture of his tattoo he's like oh he's like all proud of it he was like look at this awesomely cool tattoo and it was like maynard's face and like maynard is the singer of tool yeah and like this whole like you know like tool like um artistry like around him in a ring so he's like in this ring and it's like the most god-awful tattoo anybody's ever seen so he got totally trashed in this forum people were totally ragging on him and then people started taking the tattoo and like doing fun shit with it. <laughs> and like somebody made a video <laughs> of Mater like singing. Oh, it was so funny. I was dying laughing. I have to yeah. send it to you guys. But a lot it was, of it like, was the worst tattoo. But a lot ever. of it was really good natured. It was. And this like this tattoo, which is, you know, not like technically the best tattoo of a uh, caricature, mm-hmm. has taken on a life of its own. It's so funny. And just seeing the journey of this tattoo oh my god some of my favorites will take like if it's like a like a portrait of like a tiger or a Mm -hmm. lion and they'll take the really bad tattoo portrait but then photoshop it onto the actual body of the lion (laughs) yeah (laughs) and they're just kind of amusing yeah people are so funny yeah 
You're so creative. Yeah. I send it to dead leg. I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Who's dead leg? Oh, he's my tattoo artist right now. Right. I, th- I think he works at the Black Labyrinth he does. Um, he, Tattoo Syndicate. He apprenticed under you, right, Josh? He did. I taught him how to tattoo. He works yeah. at our shop. And he has also been, you know, during this uh, mm-hmm. quarantine time, he's been making a ton of really awesome artwork. Yeah. And he has been donating some of his sales back nice. to the Purple Flame. Yeah. That's awesome. So deadleg.com, right? Deadleg.com. Deadleg.com. Yeah. Or at deadleg on the Instagram. Yep. And I think that's a good place to kind of come. Not quite full circle, but we're at an hour and a half and I want to oh be, I want to, I know, I, I feel like, I know, I feel like we were just getting warmed up. We'll have, you know, I, it's sorry. I, I, I see could, what I did there. I, I turned, I, I pulled it all back. Yeah, it was good. It was good. We, um, so. Product placement. Nope, that's right. You have a future in podcasting, sir. Do you do podcasts? Me? Yeah. I really want to. This is like the. The second one me and Jason have been on yeah. in like the last two weeks, and I'm mm-hmm. like all about it. Yeah, you should definitely do one. Everyone's got I one. Would, I would love if you did one. If you if you bring Sunday Mass back and you start doing that back at, at your studio, if you do a, a podcast from that night, like what is, I, um, I would be twitter painted. Can I ask oh, I what totally Sunday Mass you. is? Yeah, we started uh, a few months ago. It was mm-hmm. the first... Sunday of every month. That was me falling off. Oh, are you are you okay? <laughs> we might have our, our first it? our first catastrophic injury or death you on the podcast. The waiver. Yeah. Oh, oh no, he didn't sign it. No, my chair broke. <laughs> oh, no. I just watched that. Uh, oh, I forgot it was on video. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, so uh, Sunday mass. Uh, yeah, we do um, the first Sunday of every month at the studio. We were doing an in-person open studio mm-hmm. where we would just open up the open up the studio, or like I think it was around eight o'clock, and people we would just come in and have just like a small little art night together. Oh, nice! Okay. Um, that would have been last night, so yeah. we did miss our uh, oh. first Sunday mass last night. Yeah, that's a sad sound. All right, no, well, because we were doing our part instead and staying that's right. apart oh. and trying to get through this. It's a way to take a, a negative and turn it around. <laughs> yeah, that's all we get. That's what we have to do yeah. while we're all at home. Yep. Make everything yes. as positive as possible. I would. I mean, I think that would be really... That would be that would be interesting. I mean, yeah. and podcasts are pretty. You know, there's a initial investment in the equipment, and then after that, and you know, it's pretty easy to do. I yeah, think you could do his it. Card. He'll yeah. tell you all about Me? it. I'm happy to advise on it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. Um, anytime. What else are you guys doing to entertain yourselves? Really quickly. I know we're at an, yeah. an hour and a half. Hold on, hold on, stomping oh my Jen. God, you don't have to be the bumper. Jesus. Yep, they have to hear this. I produce all my own bumpers, and I'm very proud of them. Oh, my God. Okay, so th- yeah. this is the point where we ask, how are you entertaining yourselves? <laughs> so we talked about Tiger King yeah. very, very briefly, but we yeah. didn't really talk about it. Have you all watched Tiger King? Tiger King is the best. I have, I have not watched it yet, but I, I listened to the last podcast on the left pretty regularly and have been embroiled in the tales of Joe Exotic for about the last two years yeah. through mm-hmm. those guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. 
And so to see it come full circle onto a Netflix like series, I, I, I haven't gotten to it yet, but it's on the list. Yeah. So it's pretty good. I'm yeah. We I'm ripped even we... gravity falls. Gravity falls. Like, My kids watch that. gravity falls. Yeah. It's amazing. Everyone should watch it. It's absolutely incredible. Well, like we're watching it. I'm like, what the fuck are you watching? We have to what start from this? the beginning with that one. Well, like they, yeah. the, yeah, even, you do. But even Ted said, sorry, Ted is our son, uh, said the first season is not, it's like it gets weird after yeah. the first season, right? It took me a while to get into Rick and Morty. Like I just yeah. didn't get it at first. So Morty shows up in Gravity Falls. Oh, does he? Like the the voice actor who does who plays Morty shows up and the voice he voice a time traveler that's as much as I'll give away mm-hmm. and the voice is it's Morty I mean it's the voice of Morty the inflections of Morty kind of the whole shtick and so like it it's it, it's just, it's spectacular it gets really mm-hmm. weird it does get really really bizarre and like but in a good way but it's it's delightful and it's it's not just for the kids i can't i can't shout it out enough and you know now hopefully disney will send me a check (laughs) good luck with that josh what are you um what are you into these days are you watching anything besides the tiger king i know you've got a young i know you got a younger kid in the household so yes we do um he is 18 months old now okay and uh, we've been watching a lot of Dinosaur Train. Oh, oh we love Dinosaur Dinosaur Train. How did that go? Dinosaur Train. Yeah, that's how it goes. Dinosaur Train. Oh, there was a, oh, There's a whole rap. I'm forgetting the whole verse. The uh, best is the my favorite's Dawn. Oh Don? God, we're going back for us. That's like eleven Don. years. He has the, he has the yeah. Oh, Dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is the best. Um, we also, uh, I never watched or read Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. So we have started the movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, nice. Um, and we are on the third movie right now. Nice. So we watched that. Uh, we watched Onward the other day. They went straight to. Oh, yeah. I yeah, saw that. Pixar. Yeah. Is that any good? Uh, I think it could be the best Pixar movie yet. No oh, kidding. Really? really? All right. It, it was incredible. I. It's. If you like fantasy stuff and magic mm-hmm. and dragons and hair metal and sweet vans, <laughs> I'll have to watch it. You, you had me at hair metal, yeah. <laughs> and elf, like it's it's just it's okay, phenomenal. Cool. I can't express how it is. Probably one of the most phenomenal animated movies I've ever seen. Cool. Anything anything the adults are watching when the kids asleep that you uh, want to we recommend? Did watch, we did watch Tiger King. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah. We just finished season three of Ozark. I don't know if that's okay. a show you watch. Oh, yeah. That is that was intense. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I finished season two, haven't started season three yep. because it is so like it, it's just it keeps you at the edge the entire time mm-hmm. and like it it's a lot like, yeah it stresses me out to watch it so. yeah see I th- in a good way i thought yeah. i thought season three was better than season two and it was like more really? intense um, it was pretty oh, intense and like we were watching like three episodes a night and staying up to like one in the morning mm-hmm. to watch it that's how much it grabbed me um and then we're two thirds of the way through watching the Planet of the Apes trilogy, the new one with the kids. 
which is good. amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I forgot how yeah. fucking good those movies were. They're it's probably my favorite contemporary trilogy. It is so good, mm-hmm. and it's a shame that that guy who plays that mo- the ape uh, Caesar didn't win an Academy Award. Or Andy Serkis. He's amazing in that. Mm-hmm. So good. He's um, just an incredibly talented actor. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just, I mean, he shows up in gosh everything at this point. Yeah. Like, I mean, he like of of the of the one or two white people that were in um, Black Panther, he was awesome. Was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. He's in Black Panther. Yeah, he played one of the villains. Yeah. Um, which one? He plays Claw. Claw. Which one is Claw? He's like at the beginning, yeah. kind uh, of. He I gets. Knew. I think he gets killed pretty quickly. Um, yeah. But he's great. Yeah. Oh. And then uh, it was, and then Bilbo's in it too. So they. they <laughs> oh I yeah. Mean, yeah. So apparently that uh, guy's yeah. a that guy's a real dick in in uh, real really? life. Yeah. yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We're watching this that's show true. called Devs. Devs is good on FX on Hulu. It's super fucking heady. Yeah, it's a really good sci-fi show. Um, it's kind of based in San Francisco. Um, it in, it it involves it involves like away the whole plot of it on being the last based show. in San Francisco. No, just oh, like the last gave, show. Like the entire right. like, premise. I won't of the say show any more about it. Like, it's really good though. It has it's Nick really Offerman good. in it. Yeah, um, check it out. I just started uh, um, Tales from the Loop. So oh, I saw that. Is that good? Oh, uh, it's it's trying it's trying to be Black Mirror, but with okay. like larger robots, and I'm kind of okay with it. Like, all right, you know, I, I'll I'll watch anything that's sci-fi and give it a good shake. And so, we'll are see. they standalone stories, or are they like all linked? They are connected. They are connected, and there is an overarching plot which is hinted at but not explored as of yet like um but so they are standalones with these kind of moments where they they hint at like what the loop is yeah so if you like that kind of stuff i could recommend on amazon prime i think it was isaac asimov's electric dreams uh yeah yeah that's that's a good one yeah it's you know it's not as grounded as Black Mirror, it's a little more in the sci-fi realm, but it's Philip worth. Dick. Oh, is that Philip K. Dick? Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks. Yeah. Yep. I I mix that kind of those details up all the but time. Also, they have on there the Man in the High Castle. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good they, one too. That new show and Ooh. Hunters. I is only that watched good? the first episode, but that was super cool. Okay, we'll check those out. Um, I mean, Hunters was on our list. Yeah, and Hunters is on our list. Man in the High Castle, something we have to get back to. Yeah, we, we saw the first, the first season of that. We really liked it. That's where I was at. Then we didn't okay. Back. All right. Um, stomping Jen. We should let these gentlemen go. It's late. It is late. It's very it late. late. And so there's a few things we need to say first. Yeah. Number one. Okay. Thank you, Josh and Jason. Now, Thank you. Josh has a tattoo studio. It's called Black Labyrinth Tattoo Syndicate. Okay, once we're all over this fucking shit, you're going to call that tattoo studio and make an appointment. Okay. Yes. Um, he's got, he is a great artist. He's got a deep, deep bench of amazing artists who um, work there mm-hmm. uh, with him and do amazing art. art. So, Black Labyrinth Tattoo Syndicate. We're going to all check that out. Um, 
Jason. Yes. Has Attack Bear Press. Okay. They do incredible art projects uh, for the community, low to no cost. Um, this is the test portion of the podcast. What's Make that? sure he paid attention. Yep. Yeah. I'm <laughs> recapping. Um, <laughs> now, in this crisis we're in, um, Josh and Jason have come together to help their community, along probably with some other people. But I'm going to ignore those other people right now because we have Josh and Jason and they're the ones we care about. Now, this is called, let me find it on my notes. Thank you. Uh, The Purple Flame Mutual Aid Network. It has a GoFundMe. Go find it. Go fund them. Go fund them. Okay. Um, Help people in the community right now who, you know, could use a boost. And if you don't no, no, sure. yeah. Yep. yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. If you're not able to donate, simply sharing it also yep. is yes. a huge, huge help. Yep. Okay. And so, um, listeners, you can find that link in our show notes. And if you do donate, um, make sure you give me credit for promoting it, please. <laughs> Prove to Stomping Jen that podcasts make a difference in the world. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Don't give me credit. But really do. Okay. Now. What? <laughs> the looks I'm getting over here. Okay. Um, okay. Yes. So we want to thank them. Right. And all the great things that they're doing and contributing to the world. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Now. Thank you. Thank you very much. We also, we have to go back and thank the people out there on the front lines uh-huh. who are helping us through this too. Right, Stomping Jen? That's right. All the people. All of them. All okay, we're not going to mention who they are, but you so know who you people. are. Thank you for everything you're doing. Um, and finally, we'll thank the podcasters again out there providing content to our Right. And if you world. like this podcast... Yes, go ahead, please. Subscribe, download, leave us a review. Let us know that you're listening because I'm sure we're screaming into the void. And... We're not actually. Soft serve podcast. What's the void? We'll we'll unpack this. Go ahead. Oh, it's a really creepy movie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know that if you get a hundred or more downloads per episode, you're doing better than 90% of the podcasts out there? Hashtag winning. Do you know who's getting? Do you know who's getting that many downloads per episode? The soft serve podcast. So... So I will yes. plug uh, our sister podcast. Oh, Routine Expedition. Oh, Routine Expedition. That's my other podcast that's about the Land of the Lost, Land of the Lost TV show from the like 70s. You like cheesy 70, yes. 70 TV yep. for children. Yep. Thank you. Dinosaurs. Please. And what's the name of the language? Pacuni. Um, Pacuni. 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 Yep. Um, I'm not as good on that one. I just will tell people. I'm not as good on no. that one. This is where he I tells shine. Tells the people. This is where I shine, Stomping Jen. All right. Josh Soft and Jason, right here. Guess. You're seeing me shine. You really need that on a t-shirt. I'm not as good on that one. <laughs> My sister podcast is lackluster. <laughs> okay, but seriously, back to it, folks. Black Labyrinth Set Tattoo Syndicate. Attack Bear Attack Press. Bear Press. Uh, we're uh, purple, purple flame, flame mutual aid network please go. support those things gentlemen i'm going to hit the outro music you're going to hear this 
You could stay okay. on and listen to it. I created the whole thing. Oh, yes. It's amazing. It's amazing. You can hang up whenever you you'd like. hang up whenever you'd like. And it was and a pleasure having you both. It was a pleasure thank having you, you on here. Um, thank you for coming and spending your valuable time with us. Um, we love you. We love our listeners. We love, who else, Stomping Jen? Everybody. Bye Everybody. Now. Okay. So without further ado, we say to you all. Bye now. Be safe. Be well. We love you. Bye now.